Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. Hello, and welcome to the Connection Loop podcast. I'm Shannon Leonard, uh, substituting for Ruben Dua, who usually hosts the show. But um, more importantly, I'm here with Alex Sheridan, and uh, I'm here to talk about LinkedIn strategies, how to stand out on LinkedIn, um, and a whole bunch of other stuff. But first of all, uh, Alex, um, please introduce yourself, uh, if you would, and, and just you know your name, who you are, and, and what you do. Yeah, thanks, Shannon. Glad to be here. My name is Alex uh, Sheridan. I'm the founder of Impex. We're a social media marketing company. I transform founders, business execs, CEOs into revenue generating content creators on LinkedIn. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what is the way to stand out? How do you stand out on LinkedIn? That's that's going to be the title of this podcast. I want to go in depth. We can like break that down. Um, but if you had to answer it in one sentence and like, or let's just say two yeah. minutes, what's your two minute answer for how to stand out on LinkedIn? My one sentence answer, answer is you yeah. got to unleash your creative. You have to unleash your own creative. So that's what I teach people how to do is like, you know, I can't tell you to be me or be someone else or be this certain way on LinkedIn. But you, what you have to do is stand out. And the best way that you can stand out, and I think people miss this a lot of times, is by being the best you. Because there's nobody else that's like you. There's nobody, no, not one single human being that is like you. And so if you're, you're your best you out there, then you're going to stand out amongst everyone else. Now, that seems very general and like, yeah, it makes sense, right? It's easy to say that. But how do you do that is, is there's many different ways. Like for me, my content is very oriented around storytelling and skits and there's acting and there's humor and there's personalities, but that's my thing. Some people, I just got off another LinkedIn live before this with Brian and Brian is an amazing interviewer and the way he asks questions and the way he responds and the way he gets people to open up is just next level. And so that's his inner creativeness. And so he's unleashing that on, you know, into his content. And there's some people that just, you know, they, they do certain types of videos. Maybe it's one-on-one or it's on stage capturing them talking in front of a group or a virtual event. And so there's many different ways that you can actually do it. The key is not to try to put something in somebody that's not already there. The key is to how do you find the thing that's already inside that person that is creative and in, is unique and you bring that out. That's awesome. And we, and what's the origin story with that? I mean, you mentioned video. Um, that's a, kind of an yeah. emerging way to communicate on LinkedIn, but a lot of people still use text and photos, other kinds of, you know, those mediums. What's your origin story with figuring out how to stand out on LinkedIn? How did you learn these, yeah. these strategies? It, really this whole, like, you know, the whole tagline unleash the creative goes, goes way back for me being a kid, being 14 and sitting in math class, writing raps and stuff and thinking of stories inside my head and my imagination was running wild. And at the time, you know, this is before, way before LinkedIn and content days and all that stuff. But like, you know, I didn't know how to use that creativeness. I didn't know how to channel it, right? It was pretty much either like, hey, you're going to go to college and get your degree or you're going to go like work in the mill or you're going to go work at a factory, you know, and those were the two options. And so it was blue collar or it was go to, go to four-year school, get a degree and then climb some type of corporate ladder. Well, what I didn't realize is that there's more options than that. And there's, and, and they don't teach you to do this in high school. They don't teach you to do this in college, but to find what you, is unique about you and leverage that, leverage your strengths, what you're naturally good at and what makes you happy. What do you enjoy doing? You know, no one had those conversations with me. And I just still don't think those conversations are having today in school systems and stuff. And I think it's one of the reasons it's broken because we don't teach life skills. We don't teach people how to be good at life. We just teach them these uh, subjects 
and we kick them out and say, go figure it out. And I think there's so much to it. But in terms of how the origin story started on LinkedIn with my content, with video content, I got on LinkedIn late last year. I was on it before with my uh, previous job that I was at. I did this as a side hustle for you know, six months basically at this job and then and was making enough money where I could leave my full-time job and now do this full-time. But I started producing video content and putting out video content last year on LinkedIn. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna be myself. I'm gonna try to incorporate some humor. I'm gonna try to incorporate some skits. I'm still gonna have a valuable message. I'm still gonna teach people things, but I'm gonna do it in such a unique way that people feel like they're being entertained as they're being educated. So some people call that, you know, edutainment or whatever it's called. You know, there's a lot of different words for it. But I wanted to be the the one person. And this was back before, you know, people weren't using green screens back then. Nobody was really doing kind of the story skit style that I was doing. And uh, so it's a little bit of a risk because I didn't know if it was going to work. It's kind of uncharted territories. And so it was a, a, a little bit of a risky move for me to come out and do that as a new content creator. But I figured, why not? I figured, why not? And I, and I knew video was the present and I knew it was the future. And I knew if I could educate people while keeping them very engaged and interested because I was also entertaining them. And I understood marketing enough to know that that's going to work. Like there's something to this that's going to work if I can execute it and do it the right way. And in the beginning, the video sucked, right? Like, the, like most people when you start off, it's just that they weren't very good to where they're at now. But I knew there was something with that recipe and it just never let up. I stuck with it. I had videos that did bad. I had videos that did great and everywhere in between. But I never gave up on that idea of one, unleash the creative, which was the meaning behind it. And two, entertaining people as you educate them as, as a form of content, which is similar to if you see a lot of the advertisements now, they're not, you know, back in the old days, 60, 70 years ago, they'd jump out and be like, you should buy Camel because Camel's the cigarette to buy. Where it's like, now that stuff doesn't work, you have to find ways to jump out at people and engage them and grab their attention and, and, and entertain them and give them a different look they haven't seen before, keep them um, involved in what you're trying to show them. So I just brought that same element to the content on LinkedIn and it's been a, it's been a hell of a ride, man. That's awesome. So is that the difference? Is that, is, is that engagement, the difference of video versus text and photo? And would, would you recommend, uh, either or, or would you recommend photo content or video content on LinkedIn? What, what's your thoughts on the formats? You know, vi like, and you get wide different opinions on this. I think, it's good to do both. It's good to do all the above. It's good to show that you're dynamic. Um, even in my video post, I still have the text portion that's above it. So I still write out, I'm still copywriting every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And I use text posts in my LinkedIn private group. So I'm still writing text posts there too, um, because I need to stay sharp with that too. And text is always going to be around. We're not going to stop reading, right? At least not in the next you know, hundred years. But, um, but the thing with text on video versus, or text with LinkedIn versus video Text will get you more overall views, but less engagement percentage. So typically on text engagement, it's like 2%, 3 or 4 5%, maybe 6% on text. And video can be 7 8 to 10 to 15 20% engagement percentage. So because if you do a good, if you do a solid video, um, people want to engage. It's, it's different experience than you get with seeing a human being, hearing them, watching their nonverbals. It's a completely different experience than you get versus just seeing somebody's text. So more people will see the text because it's easier to consume and LinkedIn pushes out texts more than they do videos. Um, so when you're going through your feed, it's very easy just to read a text and be like, okay, I can check that out and move on. Video, you're gonna invest time in, right? It's like a two, three minute video, which I wouldn't recommend really going longer than that on LinkedIn. Um, you gotta invest some time in it. It's like, okay, I'm gonna consume this video. 
So I'm going to sit down and watch this video for the next two, three minutes. So um, for that reason, you, you get less overall reach, but you get so much more engagement and it builds your brand. People actually know who you are, what you're about. It builds credibility. It builds trust. Um, your audience really feels like they get to know you. And so for that reason, I think video is so powerful. And if you think about COVID and everything that happened, our whole world went virtual. So all the live events, they all went virtual. All the face-to-face -face meetings, they all went Zoom. You know, And so learning the art of video and how to make it work for you and your company has never been more important than it is now. I love how you focus on creativity because that's so that definitely is an X factor. You know, it's it's we can it's easy to just kind of replicate something, yeah. but I think the heart of creativity is originality. And that that that's how you stand out, like one way at least, is is being original, doing something different. Um, but that's really interesting on your insights on that kind of video versus photo. So it sounds to me like from your perspective, video has a role, but it's it's kind of you do a mix of, of both. Um, but video is for you the most engagement, which which is super interesting. And that leads me to the next kind of question where uh, more focused on direct messages on LinkedIn. So, you know, we're talking about public, getting out there, standing out on, on the public feeds, and, and that's, that's a whole effort. But a lot of times you want to build connections and direct messages, and that's flooded as well with people sending all types of messages in. So what, what are your tips for standing out there? Um, and is there, is there any, is there like your top three kind of tips for standing out in, in direct messages? Um, and that's all, and you know, and I have to also mention, uh, you know, we always recommend video. So that's kind of like a deep, like one way we recommend to stand out is just sending a video yeah. in your in your LinkedIn message. Um, our platform, dub.com, is the plot. It allows you to do that. We have a Chrome extension. Yeah. Um, you could just send a YouTube link. There's a lot of different ways you could you could send a video. Um, but but we the what one reason we focus on I mean our users use our, our our tool to do that because it's kind of easy and it has like a uh, instant landing page where you can have call to actions on it so it makes it actionable but 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 the reason they're using videos whether it's our product or someone else's or like you know YouTube or um, even just actually I think LinkedIn you can literally just upload a video directly to yep. LinkedIn yep. and just send it there um, it's you know you you don't have that actionable aspect to it but you at least have that. Um, so, I mean, so, so there's, there's that, there's, there's a video, but it, it, within that, like, okay, so let's say you're sending a video, you're sending a text, what are your tips to, to catch their attention in the content itself? So maybe not focusing on the medium so much, like in the actual yeah. content of your direct messages, what would you recommend focusing on to stand out? Yep. Yeah, and you're exactly right. I mean, I won't go down that path because, you know, I think we both agree that video is the way to, to greet people, right? Because again, it's just, it's going back to the, the human element. People see you, it's, it's a different experience. And 99% of people are not doing it anyway, so you're standing out. So video is the way to go when you're reaching out to somebody uh, specifically with a DM, 100%. Whether you're using something like you guys use or whether it's just a straight up you know video from LinkedIn, you can do it organically, however you do it. But to answer your question in terms of the message, you know the message is super important. And people, I think, to fall into two camps. One, they go very just overly casual, friendly, and these are, they're trying to reach people that hopefully become customers over time, right? And they hop in there and they're like, hey, just wanna say hi, we just got connected, hope you're doing well, let me know if I can help you with anything. It's it's too, it just, it's, it's not a, it, it's not gonna get you anywhere in terms of getting responses, right? Because you're just being like, hey, what's up? How's it going? You need a little bit more than that, right? But you don't wanna be on the opposite side sometimes what I see is overly pitchy where someone's like, hey, it's John, I wanna set up a 20 minute call with you, I think our company could help your company. That's too much and you end up scaring people away. 
So what I found and what I teach is this happy medium where it's like you reach out to somebody and you do personalize it. So I'll go to your page and say, hey, you know, Shannon, hey, I was, we just got connected a few hours ago, or maybe you liked one of my posts. Hey, thanks so much for liking uh, my video the other day. Really appreciate it. The support means a lot. I was just looking at your page and I noticed that you just recently put out a couple of videos. And um, me being what I do for a living, I kind of nerd out on this stuff. So I was checking out your videos. And hey, since you showed your support to me, I'd love to show my support back to you and give you a few tips and tricks and advice on your videos that would help you get more engagement, more reach, and ultimately more customers. Hey, let me know if you want to chat. If not, no worries at all. I just mostly wanted to say hi just because I appreciate it again. And thank you so much for, for taking the time to watch my video and comment or like on it. And that's it, man. So it's a very low commitment but higher value type of proposition. It's very casual. It's smart. I mean, you know, very personable. It's not uh, overly businessy, you know, or anything crazy. But I'm not necessarily, I'm not leaving them with saying there's not no hook, but there's not such a strong hook. They, they feel like I've been pitched. It's kind of like that in between. That's the sweet spot. Nice. That, that's really cool. I, that's very, I feel like that's an actionable. That we can, people can take away from that and and okay and i want to i want to pivot a little bit into side hustles mm -hmm. um you know first of all i want to hear what are your qualifications with side hustles what are your experiences with the successes the failures give me the dirty mm. the the stories um or maybe the clean <laughs> the clean but the yeah. gruesome let's say gruesome that's yeah. exciting um we always like drama on our all of our on all of our content if you see our youtube channel we're very dramatic yeah. here um but yeah no but with with that, like, is that something that you can use LinkedIn for specifically? Because that's kind of the overall topic. Um, is are are the all oh, the content you're posting here to get attention and standing out on LinkedIn? Is that for your side hustle or is it for your main company? And and what's your experience with side hustles? Do you recommend them? And you know, overall tips with that. I'd love to I'd love to get yeah. any experiences and advice. Yeah, good questions. There's a couple parts there, so I'll try and break it down. Um, one, I don't have a side, I have my side hustle turned into my full time. So now, so that, that just is my thing now, but, um, yeah. I did go through that process that just two months ago, I left my full-time job to pursue, you know, I like to say my dream, but it is my dream, but it's my, you know, this was my side hustle. So I made that shift two months ago and I, I got my first customer from this business, uh, February of February of this year, six months later, I'd replaced my six figure income all through LinkedIn videos, content marketing. So when people talk about LinkedIn, like for me, it's I'm passionate about it because I built my business off this and I lived it. I didn't just make some videos and now I talk about it. I fucking lived it, you know, and I know it works because I've seen it. So um, and that's what I teach my customers. So in terms wow. of the side hustle, you know, should do I recommend it? I don't necessarily recommend it, but I mean, I would say that if it's something that you want to pursue, like if you've got a full time job right now, I think it all goes back to happiness. You know, if you're all if you're if you've got a full time job right now and you're really happy and things are going great, then I wouldn't recommend that someone get a side hustle necessarily. But if it's something that you have this itch or you have this desire or you have this burning you know, inside you, it's telling you, hey, I need to do something else or there's something else that I'm really passionate about that I'm not doing in my full-time job, 100%. Like you got to try it. You got to go for it, right? And the key is, you know, you have, like here's what happens. It starts off as like, a, and it depends what your goals are. If your goals are, hey, I want to keep this a side hustle for the rest of my life, and I want to stay at my full-time job, then fantastic. You, you create the balance and whatever good looks like for you and you do it. For a lot of people, the ultimate dream and the ultimate goal, um, and this is a little bit harder to do, but it is to take that side hustle and turn it into the full-time, right? That's what a lot of people set out to. Now, I think a lot of people give up along the way because they realize 
how hard it is and how much work it takes and how much failure you have to go through to get there. But if that's really your thing and that's what you want, then you, then yes, absolutely go for it. But you have to be prepared that it's going to be really, really hard. It's going to take a lot of work. It's not going to be easy. You're going to doubt what you're doing a lot of times. Maybe not doubt yourself, but doubt the process and what you're doing. It's completely normal. And um, it's all about consistency and not giving up when you want to give up, when it seems hard, when you seem lost, because we all just, everyone goes through it. If you've taken a side hustle and turned it into a full-time job, everyone, I think it's some, to some extent has gone through a similar process where, you know, you're just, you're trying to figure it out, right? It's a side hustle. It's not your full-time job yet. So what happens over time is you end up, you start off spending very little time with the side hustle. This is what happened to me. I started off like, it's just a company, right? It's just a brand. It's like, you know, this is what I stand for. This is the company. This is what I would offer. Don't have many customers. It doesn't take a lot of my time. So I can spend more time on the full-time job. Well, eventually over time, that side hustle, you start to win some customers, you start to create more content. Your content gets more attention. You're all of a sudden more in the, in the spotlight a little bit. And then pretty soon that full-time job starts to suffer a little bit. It's natural, right? You only have so much time in your day and in your weeks. So you do get to a point eventually. Now, how fast you want to get there is completely up to you and how much you want to, how much work you want to put in. But you get to that point where you're kind of at that fork in the road. And for me, it was always a clear and obvious choice that I was going to do my side hustle. And this was my dream. And there was no plan B. It was like, I burned the ships. We landed on, on the land. I burned the ships. We're done. We're taking this, we're taking over. Like it, it is what it is. But you get to that place where your full-time job starts to become secondary. And then you get to a really interesting place where you're like, okay, I've got this window of time now because how long can you go sacrificing your full-time job where it really hurts your performance, but you know, you got the side hustle that you want to do and turn into your full-time job. So I say, do it as strategically as you can, you know, cause people got finances and if people have kids and stuff like that, you can't just oftentimes just always abandon ship right away. If you can do it, but a lot of times you can't, that's why it's a side hustle. So do it strategically as you can until you get to a place where you can make that jump, but you feel like it's calculated and you've got some customer base, you've got a brand built up. Wow, that's an awesome answer. I love that. And so to finish this podcast, we're gonna do a rapid fire section. Um, yeah. And uh, I, wanna, I wanna loop in some of the concepts that you just dropped because um, I, just to say, like, that, that's, that's, a really, that's a really solid foundation on, on, what, on what to do as, you know, if you're thinking about or like where to start, where to start thinking about if you're trying to yeah. trying to do a side hustle. So this rapid fire will just be like, if you're that's like the the next step from that. So um, question number one: Do you just start with one platform? Do you start with LinkedIn if you're with your side hustle, or just with your brand in general, your business, or or do you start with all the social media platforms? You you so I started with pretty much two: Instagram and LinkedIn. You have to start where you can spend the time. So go deep on one or two versus trying to do seven or eight. It's easy to see influencers and other people do all of them. They've got teams. That's their full-time deal. They've got yeah. money. If you don't have that, go deep on LinkedIn for a while. See what you think and you can always add to it. Do you use hashtags? Is ha like what? How many hashtags? A thousand hashtags <laughs> or just like three hashtags? Dude, I, I don't even think they're that relevant to be honest anymore, man. I mean, they still, yeah. they still use them. You're supposed to use three to five on LinkedIn. Um, you can put more in the comments, but um, but I don't know that they really do that much, to be honest. You're supposed to, right? And and so, what do you think about the the social media rules of of you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that? They seem they're always changing, right? 
it, do you do you live by your own social media rules or do you track well, the trends and follow them uh, on a, a month to month basis? I mean, I pay attention to both, you know, but it's like I, I live it every day. So I, I, I really if it's not yeah. coming from somebody that I feel like is a true they live what they're talking about. Like if I go read an article on somebody, I'll go check out their LinkedIn page right afterwards. And I'm like, cool, John. Nice article, but you have you, when you post, you post an external link, which is a no-no on LinkedIn, and you get one like. So, right. so and you're talking about how hashtags are so important. Like, right? You know, I, I take it for a grain of salt, but you got to pay attention to both. That's cool. That's a great answer. Um, where, where do you start with video? Do you, you know, do you start with just one-on-one uh, -on -one messages, or you just start with public uh, yeah. videos? Where, what's your take on that? everything just just go just the biggest mistake that i see people that gets people hung up is they focus on perfection over progress and it's progress over perfection so if you're going to start on videos just literally pick up your phone and make a video you know and then if you decide you know what i want to up my game i want to add some banners and some titles maybe i want to do some creative stuff then do it but but don't don't force yourself in this pigeonhole position where you feel like you got to do x y and z before you can start pumping out videos pick up the phone right now if you're listening to this and shoot a damn video <laughs> You know, and post it. And then, you know, six, the key is three months from now, six months from now, look back and hopefully you've gotten better. That's progress, but perfection doesn't happen. So you need to, you need to make a lot of videos. I mean, I've made hundreds and now thousands of videos, including DMs and everything else. So it's like, I'm really comfortable on camera. It's nothing for me to get on camera, but you know, that's, it's cause I've made so many videos. Like, like if you're not there, you got to put in the repetition. Like so many people are afraid to get up to the bat because they're worried they're going to strike out. And it's like, dude, you're never going to hit a home run if you're worried about striking out. The reason people hit home runs because they've struck out thousands of times. They've been up to the bat many, many times. So, so get up to bat. That's awesome. Well, that's a great place to to wrap this. Um, thank you, Alex. What I'd love, you know, thank where you, can sir. we find you? Where can we follow you uh, for more of your thoughts? LinkedIn, man. LinkedIn's the best place. Alex B. Sheridan. I'm sure there'll be links and information here. And then um, YouTube. I just recently, I got some client testimonials on there, but I also started a vlog. Um, that I think I'm six, seven episodes in now where I'm showing behind the scenes of this transition from the full time to the side hustle, building out the stream. And so um, it's a fun journey. Awesome. Well, that's awesome. And I have to say your tips totally relevant for, I mean, our company dub.com is all about sending as many videos as possible easily. Yeah. Um, so I think our audience definitely would, would get value from your, your tips and tricks. So thank you so much. And we'll catch you next time. See you, Shannon. Thank you. Farewell. Bye-bye.